Hey everyone, Witsy here. So what you're about to hear is the best of what could have been a bad situation. Sly and I sat down and recorded a bonus episode with our very first guest, our friend Cameron Poe over at Ripping on the Rock. And as we wrapped up, we realized something happened with his audio, a little bit of a technical difficulty. We've all been there, no biggie, but we were unable to salvage any of his audio. So what you're going to hear at the beginning of this is Sly and myself cracking some jokes about what we did to get a guest, and then you don't hear the guest throughout the rest of the episode. So yeah, we didn't want to throw out this episode since we had already worked on it and had to watch this movie, dear God. Rather than try and re-record all of our jokes and everything that we had with Cameron, we've decided to release this episode as it is. So Sly and myself going through a plot summary and then you'll hear the highlight reel of when we got to sit down and watch this movie. And we will release an episode with Cameron about a different movie in the very near future. Stay tuned for that. So yeah, enjoy us talking about Rock of Ages. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches, just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Bitch Watch. We have a guest today. We do. Someone agreed to come on here for God knows what reason. We didn't even have to sell our souls for a guest. No, we didn't. I didn't have to work a corner or anything. It was great. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't work a corner? Oh, shit. What the fuck wait. did I do that for? <laughs> Do you want to describe the plot from memory? Yes. And not the Google Doc, because I want to see what you remember about this film. Uh, For the listener, I have seen this movie twice-ish, and Sly has seen it once. (laughs) I love our listeners. I love Witsy. I love Cameron. But y'all motherfuckers ain't (laughs) worth it. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that to myself. I love myself too much to make myself watch this twice. I had to pay to watch it today. $3 to watch it today. Girl, there are sites for that. Not on Audacity. We're not saying that on Audacity anymore. I'm saying that on Audacity. I don't give a fuck. Come get me, you Russian fucks. But anyways. (laughs) So, okay, the plot. It's about a traditionally pretty skinny blonde girl in 87 going to Los Angeles to become a famous singer. Basically fallen angel by poison. She stumbles into this bar after her records are stolen question mark? I remember there was something with her records as you were describing what you remember I'll jump in and help you supplement some actual facts so as she is on this bus singing Sister Christian and the whole bus chimes in with her I immediately go her voice is too high for this song and for this role but okay as she's getting off the bus I think she bumps into someone and that's when she gets her suitcase stolen she gets she bumps into Drew I think the main guy. yeah that tracks and she's upset that all of her stuff yeah, got stolen as one do and and he brought her into oh, the bar. okay. See, both of those people I give zero shits about. I'm sorry. They are so flat. But yeah, so I remember her going into the bar and Alec Baldwin's just being an asshole because that's just his character. He owns the bar. It's called the Bourbon Room. But yeah, so they go in there and like they're in debt or something. Basically, Frosty's Christmas in July all over again. But this time with a bar and 80s music, they're in debt. And so they got one last show to try to crawl out of the debt. And Alec Baldwin's character. Character. I'm gonna probably refer to him like this. I'm sorry. He has called in Stacy Jacks, who is like the stereotypical 80s rocker, who has a terrible, terrible fucking reputation to be like the one last show headliner to try to save his precious bourbon room. Who is Russell Brand's character to Alec Baldwin's character? He's kind of the right hand man. Okay. He helps him run the bar. They are running into tax yes. debt and they're about to, they're like bankrupt. They're about to have to shut the doors. And Stacy Jacks is the front man for a band called Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Stacey Jax is getting ready to go solo. Mm, that makes 
Jones. He's Harry and, Styles in it. Got oh, it. Don't bring, <laughs> don't, don't bring, bring Harry down like this. <laughs> Come on. He didn't ask for this. Stacey yeah. Jacks is getting ready to go solo, oh. and Alec Baldwin's character Dennis is going to call in a favor because he gave Stacey Jackson Arsenal their first show, oh. and he's like, "Well, you're going to do your last show here, and hopefully help us raise a bunch of money and then save our." Gotcha. Bar. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. I remember the main points. I remember that Drew and Sherry are talking, and she's all like, "I want to be a star," and he's all like, "I want to be a star." They go on a date, and she agrees, even though she's known this man for five minutes and just got robbed. Yeah, she's going to go on a date with this stranger who just got her a job working the same place that he does. Yeah. First piece of advice, don't date where you work. She hasn't even worked her first shift yet and homegirl's like, yeah, I'll jump all over this rock star boy. Mm-hmm. And then he takes her to the Hollywood sign and she's like, I can't believe I'm here. And that's when he tells her that he has dreams of being a big famous rock star, but he has stage fright. Isn't this where he tells her that he's written a song for her after knowing her for five minutes? Or is that later when they go back to the Hollywood sign for some godforsaken reason? Y'all have known each other for 10 minutes. What the fuck? Were you writing it on the way over? <laughs> he says he's got stage fright. She tells him to breathe. And then he says, you know, I've been, she's like, sing something right now. And he's like, well, I've been working on the song since I met you last. He even said, since we met last night, I went, bitch, you need to run. Leave him there. Take his little moped and leave him there. He crazy. And then that's when he sings uh, the beginning of Don't Stop Believing. Oh, just a small town girl. Okay. Well, we find out that Brian Cranston is in this movie because he's also being blackmailed and he is a mayor. He's running for, or he just became mayor again, I think. And everyone's excited that he's going to be the mayor and they're excited that his wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones, is going to be mayor's wife, you know, haha. And it is their goal and purpose in life to get rid of rock and roll, to close down the bourbon room, to clean up the city. Mm-hmm. And we see that she's going to be teaming up with churches to achieve her goal. In this, she starts singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot. In a church. And like they're all in like Sunday Easter dresses, high heels, kicking and dancing. And at the same time, Brian Cranston's having an affair in the next room over, getting spanked with some rosaries. Yes, yes. So yeah, on the night of Arsenal's final show, the opening act canceled and they're scrambling to find an opener and Sherry convinces Alec Baldwin to use Drew's band. Alec tells Drew that he can go on, he can sing three songs and no covers. Which, that was the thing that I had the hardest time like following within this film of they would sing songs within scenes that were, I mean, none of these songs are original, but they would sing songs within scenes from other bands. And then when they were performing, it was their original song as if that band doesn't exist. Jukebox musicals can work because it does evoke that nostalgia or whatever, which is why this, I think, did so well when it was on Broadway. But there's an extra level when you're in a movie setting where they're Mm -hmm. performing and our brains automatically associate Don't Stop Believing with Journey. I mean, it's a well-known song. It's it's a Journey song. And there's just something that my brains cannot suspend the disbelief. Yeah. Obviously, a jukebox musical will work because they did Mamma Mia and that translated to stage Mm -hmm. and film. I've never seen it, but it's huge. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what made it work. They were using this artist to tell a story. And I get that that's what they were kind of trying. They, I think the use of so many different artists all over the place. I understand that they're just trying to be like 80s, uh-huh. late 70s, early 80s, like rock, like woohoo. There were some songs that just felt like a reach to just use yeah. because they were from that era. Yeah. I remember when you and I watched this slide, yeah. uh, you even said like, why is she singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot? Because she's trying to take them down. Like you, it was just a such a stretch and a bend, like in a reach. Yeah. To just like fit that song Yes. In. It should have been a, I can't think of a song right off the top of my head. One way or another would have worked if that's old enough. One way or another. Yeah. I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you. Get you. Yeah. That makes sense. Or if they had a con- like a conflict with her and mm-hmm. they had met her, they were singing hit me with your best shot. That would make sense. Continue.
continue on with the plot. Bruce Band, Wolfgang Von Colt, sings, he rocks out, he lands his yeah. audition to play that night. But when he goes on to actually perform, Stacy Jacks has already arrived to the venue. We get to meet his manager, who Paulie. is Paul Giamatti. We we Paulie love Polly, but we find out that Polly's a little controlling, but Stacy Jacks is all over the place and is such a wild card that when he gets there, Alex's like, oh wow, he's actually early. And Paul goes, no, no, shh, shh, shh. I told him the concert was yesterday, so technically he thinks he's late. Don't tell him he's early. That's amazing. That was funny. Polly Giamatti was good in this. Yeah. God, uh, Tom Cruise or Stacey Jacks goes everywhere with a baboon named Hey Man, and it took you and I way too long to realize that was his name. Yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, Stacey Jacks is going to get interviewed before he actually goes on. We meet this reporter chick who works for the Rolling Stone. Constance Sack. Sack? Paul comes into the room to say, uh, Rolling Stone's here. And of course, Stacey Jack thinks, Jacks thinks that Mick Jagger is there. And he's like, no, 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 not the band, the magazine. So he starts this interview and tells Constance that she's only got five minutes and he wastes a bunch of her time. She starts telling him off. She was initially kicked out of his dressing room. Security guards carry her out as they're singing Wanted Dead or Alive. And then all of a sudden she's back in the dressing room and he has sent Sherry out to the limo to get some scotch. But how did she get back in? Yeah, that's the part that confused. She was physically carried out by two large men and then she goes back in there and says, your manager's a piece of shit and he's ruining your career. And then that's when he kicks everyone out. Which I don't think the manager is ruining his career. Oh no, he totally is. I mean, it's two, it's hand in hand. Yeah, because Paul is not great Yeah, sorry. Paul Giamatti is fantastic in this. Paul, the manager, is a shitty. Yeah, I remember him being shitty. Also, Stacey Jacks has this reputation for being a fuckhead, so that's not helping. After Constance says, you know, your manager's ruining your career, he kicks everyone out. The two of them end up having sex while singing I Want to Know What Love Is on a- On a pool table? No, air hockey table. Okay, listen. <laughs> pool tables? Pool tables at least have some felt, some some cushioning. Maybe he wanted the air. Yeah, blowing up her asshole. <laughs> Just fanning those sex ass yeah. smells yeah. up. <laughs> oh, I want to know what love is. It echoes back to him. No, no. Okay, so the two of them uh, hook up. At some point, she uh, licks in his ear hole. There was a lot of tongues in holes and mouths. And he says, you can keep that on the record. And she goes, this was a mistake. It should have never happened. And she doesn't get dressed, even though it's a skirt and would take her two seconds to put it on. Mm-hmm. She balls up her clothes. Scampers. And runs out of there. And Paul's like, good luck with the interview. And like, you know, sends her out. And after... As she's leaving, Sherry comes into the room and like they collide and she drops his scotch. And for some reason, when he bends down to like, cause she like squatted down to like, as if she was going to clean it up, he bends down to like help her stand up. But when he approaches her, he pulls down her shoulder, like the strap of her shirt and she doesn't immediately fix it. And so she walks out while he's zipping up his pants and Drew gets a, a look in and realizes what he thinks is evident that Stacy and Sherry just hooked up. Yeah. I mean, we could just ask questions. We could like, did you, did you guys smash? Gel touch butts? That's crazy, you know? Why is your ass cheek so cool? Also, I just think about the the rubbing on that air hockey table with your ass, like chafing, man. I don't know. Yeah, he could just simply ask her. And there was something I caught today that I did not remember from the first viewing. She's talking, I think, to another waitress and says like, oh, Drew's gonna perform tonight. And she's like, well, tonight's your last night with him or something. Like she, this other waitress is alluding that once he performs, that's all he'll ever want. Drew goes on and performs. He kills. Everyone's like, wow, Wow, this it's is awesome. He, he sings. I want to rock. Yeah, he breathes. As 
Drew's leaving the stage, he talks to Sherry outside, I guess. He's drinking something from the bottle. Whiskey or something. He's got a real attitude and the two of them break up. Drew and Sherry break up and... They were together? Yeah. This is some high school shit. We were together for three days. As Arsenal singing Pour Some Sugar on Me, which I could have 100% done without. Blonde girl gets dumped and she decides the only thing she can Mm -hmm. do is work at a strip club uh, where Mary J. Blige has offered her a job. They sing Heart in My Heart. She becomes a waitress there, not an actual dancer yet, which at that point, just be a dancer and get that bag. Yeah, she eventually does. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it eventually, just do it now. Oh, I guess I should mention Stacy did sing at the bourbon room Mm -hmm. and all of the money was supposed to go towards the bourbon room. But Paul comes in after the performance and says, well, actually Stacy needs a cut and I need a cut of that cut and we need, it was like $13,000 or something. So it left Alec with like mere pennies. The next scene is when we see that Dennis is worried that the bourbon room is going to close down and Lonnie, Mm -hmm. Russell Brand says, don't worry, you know, I'm here with you. We'll do it. We'll figure it out together. And that's when they sing. Yeah. Can't fight this feeling. And that was the only sequence I remember vividly. And I remember kind of like hocking my head and squinting like, are we going to do this? Is this what we're doing? All right, fuck with it. All right, I'm back. Early in the movie, there was a moment where Lonnie, I feel like is looking at him longingly. Yeah. And you're like, is there some They got really like, close. No, I don't think so. Like They got really close. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then they, they make out. And yeah, because they hit the big note uh-huh. and, anymore and they stretch out more and then they like smash their faces and then a mm-hmm. bar back or someone else in the bar like comes up and says hey boss mm-hmm. like someone blah 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 like some delivery guy is here and he goes tell him i'm busy falling in love <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was a, that was probably yeah, my favorite real dumb shit. and favorite moment. And so, yeah, that's the highlight of the movie for me right there. Although I am so sorry that Alec Baldwin had to like tongue punch Russell Brand's mouth. That was rough. So yeah, my joke about two best friends in a room, they might kiss and then they did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. But yeah, that was good. That was really good. I like the choreography in the strip club. Yeah, I like the heels stomping on the floor. Oh yeah, that was really good. That was creative. I liked that. As she's deciding to become a dancer, it's when we find out that Drew is actually a hip hop boy man person. It's the Z guys. That's the widest shit I've ever heard. And he says something stupid like double the E's, double the Z's, double the flavor. Correction. That's the widest shit I've ever heard. Some time carries on. Sherry visits the Hollywood sign and she finds out that Drew is also there and they both kind of reminisce that their lives haven't gone exactly to plan and they're just kind of sad because of a misunderstanding. It's not a misunderstanding. Y'all fuckers didn't talk and now you're paying the price for being morons. I don't know what to tell you. You deserve this. And then they sing Every Rose Has Its Thorn and they're talking about how their life has gone to shit and at first she's like, I'm a stripper and he goes, I'm in a boy band and she goes, you win. (laughs) How? It's being in a boy band <laughs> okay, to be fair though, I love that line like kind of unironically. Being a stripper, I don't have a problem with people being strippers. Like that's fine. Yeah. Get your she bag. Didn't choose, she wasn't like, I want to be a stripper today. It was something that yeah. she did out of like desperation and necessity. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't want to be doing it. I don't know. I just, there's something about that line where like, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You win. You take that one. You take that L. Okay. But that's just me. Hey, but you can set out being a boy band for five years and then you can be a solo artist. Like and Harry Styles. create the world like <laughs> Harry Styles did. So that's all I'm saying here. But God, the shitty music that's going to come out of you in those five years. Hey, hey now. Okay, listen, Justin Timberlake still sucks ass to this day. Not one song he's dropped has been good. So Cry Me a River is a modern masterpiece. It's shit. His voice is shit. I mean, his wallet would disagree with you, but sure. We'll be right back after a quick break.
So, after every rose has its thorns, Stacy realizes... Am I allowed to talk about this part? Because I can kind of remember it. Go for it. Okay, so Stacy Jax, aka Assless Chaps Boy, realizes that he has deep, deep feelings for Constance. Sack. Because she licked his ear hole. Yep, and he screamed into her asshole and there was an echo back. Is that a clap back? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Got him. Urban Dictionary, that shit. No, I'm good. And he calls a Rolling Stone to learn that she's actually going to cover his upcoming show. And he he rushes to the venue. Because Drew is upset that he's in this boy yeah. band. And he's like, I want gigs. I want to perform. Mm-hmm. Like, doing this choreography music video is not what yeah. I want. And so he's like, fine, you want a gig? I'll get you a fucking gig. So he calls up Dennis. Is like, I'm going to save your bourbon room. Gotcha. And this time you get to keep all of the money. Yeah. And Dennis is like, well, how are you going to do that? And he's like, well. Well, I'm going to book Stacy's first performance for you. Also, these other guys got to play. Paul had booked the show that Stacy didn't realize he was doing. Was it just to fuck him over? So Paul goes into his building where he's he talks to the front desk girl. He's like, mm-hmm. we need to get blah, blah, blah on the phone or something. We need to, mm-hmm. I think it's the schedule. I don't know. He talks to the, the the receptionist and she leans in and says, the Rolling Stone released an hour ago. And he's like, oh God, is it bad? And she's like, Stacy Jacks. He's like, oh, on line one. She's like, no, 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 in your office. And he looks over yeah. and the two big bodyguards are there. And so he goes in and Heyman has completely destroyed his office. I thought it was Hey Dude. No, it's Heyman. I thought it was Hey Dude. No. My bad. No, it's Hey That's Man. a shoe brand. My bad. It's Hey Man. Hey Man. So yeah, Hey Man has completely destroyed his office and is still trying to throw things at Paul. And Stacy is laid out on a couch and wants to know how much of the article is true. Constance revealed that they took a big cut of that performance that was supposed to help save the bourbon room. And he's like, it's not not true. And Stacy ends up dr- like holding a 150 yeah. year old like scotch over his head and Paul's like please don't pour that on me so he starts drinking and then he pisses on Paul's shoe. I forgot about that until this moment. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, he uh, pisses on Paulie's shoe and then that's when he makes the call down to the Rolling Stone and talks to TJ Miller. Yeah, he goes, he calls and he's like, I need to talk to her and this is and this. And he tells him, I need to talk to her. She licked my ear, man. Yeah, it was disgusting. I just, I don't know why there was so much, like, listen, I'm not a prude. You know this, but the amount of tongue things and we it's so weird when stacy goes to the venue Catherine zeta jones's character has set up a protest outside the bar right and saying what was it why are women against rock and russell brand comes out and breaks into we built this city is that right someone singing we built the city and then it's we're not gonna take it as well so yeah i think all the rock like rock fans are singing we're not gonna take it well it would make sense if the other side that's what i don't get about this movie is sometimes they switch the songs so like we're not gonna take it anymore is more of her side. Uh, the reason I got confused is because they go, we built this city and the lady next to Patricia goes, my grandfather's father built this city. But then it would make sense for Russell Brand to sing, we built this city on rock and roll. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's, that is what happened, but okay, just checking. So he breaks into, we built this city because we built the city on rock and roll, baby. And they're not going to take it anymore. So of course they're singing, we're not going to take it anymore. But while this is going down and stay is rushing over there, he clocks Patricia, Catherine Zeta-Jones's character. Basically, she, it's all a front and it's all bullshit and she, the only reason she's doing this is because I think she got denied by Stacey Jacks or she's just bitter about it or some shit. I don't know. And so she gets ousted as a hypocrite because she lived this groupy lifestyle. Shock. Horror. Update. Her husband's still cheating on her. And in fact, her husband is with the mistress watching this on TV as it's all happening. Why? Why is it there? Comedic effect, I guess. I don't know. Bro, you're getting your asshole. You're, you're anal beads are 
a rosary. Calm down. Let's talk about your problems first. Paul realizes he's shed a luck. Dennis gets a bag full of money in a note saying from his rock and roll brother that Stacy like just gave him a bunch of money. Constance and Stacy find each other. I have to they address do. this. They find each other across the room and another groupie approaches <laughs> Stacy and he's making out with this groupie while telling Constance to wait across the room and then as he like finishes making out this groupie he walks over and goes oh, open your mouth. I'm glad I didn't eat breakfast this morning because this, this might have been too much. But yeah he tells her to open his her open her mouth and she does so and then he just like stiffens his tongue and shoves it in her mouth like and didn't you say you went to bed and told Tanner to- <laughs> so I go to bed after this and I'm menacingly like not I, I don't wanna, I don't want to like make it sound gross but like just over my fiance like lightning over didn't you say I need to tell you yeah about this I need to tell movie. you about this part in the movie open your mouth <laughs> He's like, and he goes no <laughs> He looks me dead in the eye. No. And I'm like, just for like a second? And he's like, absolutely not. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he's so used to my bullshit. He already knows. And Tanner's like, what the fuck? <laughs> my feelings exactly. That, and then just rolled over and went to sleep. Just what the fuck? And then she starts squeaking. Oh, she makes a squeaking noise. Yeah, like a dying squirrel or something. I don't know. It was not great. The two of them end up like hooking up in a bathroom. Destroying that bathroom. And the boy band is being rejected by the crowd. The Z-Guy-E's are awful. The crowd hates them. So Drew like storms off. Boy band leaves. Everyone's booing. And then Sherry takes the stage and starts singing Don't Stop Believing. Drew joins her. And then the movie flashes ahead to eight months later. And Stacy has rejoined Arsenal and is singing that song. And Drew and Sherry come out as Wolfgang von Colt and sing the song with them. What At what point was it established that the girlfriend was joining the band? I guess when they sang the duet. Oh, I thought she just did that to like support because him or something no no she was like i'm part of the band now give me my money he's like oh thanks for supporting me on stage no i'm the other lead vocalist get fucked it was her whole point of moving to la was to be a singer it's a fleetwood mac situation except bad the movie ends with everyone out in the audience it's a huge venue everyone's singing and having a great old time and constance is gigantically pregnant Ugh. do you think he did that with his tongue oh 100 percent like no turkey baster <laughs> Because they're into some weird shit. Yeah, they are. It's like, you know, it'd be hot. I'm not going to tell you how I got into the turkey baster, but... But yeah, it, the ending was... I, I, it was like the rest of this movie. It was so inconsequential. It didn't matter. Nothing fucking mattered. The movie is about 45 minutes too long. And then it just comes to an abrupt end of like, oh, and everything's fine, by the way. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. And that's it. You know when I pack a suitcase? First thing I put in it, records. records. Not a, like, see, first you put in the record, then the record player. Yeah. See, normally I'd put the record player in first, so I know how, how much room for records I've got. He's the married dead guy? He was cute. What happened? Alcohol and drugs. Oh, Cheers. <laughs> Breaking bad guy. <gasps> Fucking fucker Cran face. Cranston? Brian. Oh no. <laughs> 
Cranston. Why couldn't I remember Brian, but I remember Cranston? Why didn't I remember Brian? Fun fact, Alec Baldwin didn't understand anything that came out of Russell. Russell Brand's mouth in this scene. Look at him. He's not engaging with him at all. He's just like, wait for him to stop talking and say my next line. Tell me if you've ever seen anything less natural looking than Alec Baldwin holding an electric <laughs> guitar. Uh, dog walking on sunlight. Like, no. More natural. Yeah, that's true. Why are they about to kiss? Two best friends in a room. They might kiss. Uh, can you imagine being that close to Russell Brand's mouth? And not vomiting everywhere? No. <laughs> I don't need to see Tom Cruise in chaps ever. With fake tattoos and a mullet. Oh, that's his ass. Oh, damn. Yeah. He's a king. He's about to get beat with a rosary, bro. Oh. Real king. Bit him over a desk. Bit him over a desk. Bit him over a desk. I want to know what Catherine Zeta-Jones did to deserve this. Someone had blackmail on her. It could be a Kid Rock musical. I think I'd enjoy that more. No. Because at least there'd be some yee-yee shit. You know she what this... ruined a perfectly good lipstick. You know that. what this is? Barbie pink lipstick? I wouldn't say perfectly good. <laughs> you know what this is, though? This is Glee the movie. You're telling me the girl, homegirl teased the fuck out of her hair just to do that with it? Right? Like this basic-ass move? No, nope. she's got a Modelo in her hand, some pleather boots on her feet, and a fire in her heart, you know? And that's all a girl needs. He just sucked her titty in that photo booth. Do we just do a shot every time they do a bad version of songs that are actually good? Do you want to get your stomach pumped? Oh, it ain't close enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go, God. Take me. Why'd you take your jacket? You can't write with a jacket on. Not in that tight skirt. Is that girl like jizzing like on the braille? Yeah. She's gonna make those stairs slick. Ew! Ew, David! Ew, David! David! Ew! Am I the Alexis to you, David? Ew! Yes! Isn't he shorter than her? Not when they've got him on a box. <laughs> on a whole ass stage. See, I feel like dudes like this are gross. That. Invented as CDs? Absolutely. But also, they don't, they feel like they're so entitled that they probably wouldn't even like talk good anyway. I gotta know who did this fucking vocal. Cause they didn't get paid, they didn't get paid enough for this. Who did it? Witsy has put her phone down slowly. She has wrapped herself hand over face. Who is it? Huh? Tom Cruise did his own vocal. That was all Tom Cruise. Cruise told People Weekly magazine that he'd always wanted to appear in a musical but found the idea frightening because he was uncertain whether he could actually pull it off. Well, update, he did not. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Paul. Polly, Paul, Paul. Polly. 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 Good old Polly. Polly. Polly Giamatti. Polly <laughs> Giamatti. Hey, with cannoli. He wants a go pizza. You go down the street. You call Polly. Polly will set you up. Polly with the manicotti. Oh, the manicotti. He get you those meatballs. Oh, the meatballs. The meatballs. Yeah, this lasagna. Hold on. Who let him say? No, 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 no. Hold on. Are they are they admitting their love for one another? Wait. Put the margarita down. I think they're talking about their love for each other. Did you see the choreography? So I wasn't being stupid when I was like, yo, they they're gonna kiss. kiss. This movie just suddenly became worth it for this. Yeah, it really did. None of this is relevant. I just want them to go back to Alec and Russell. Yeah, turn him into a pop star. They turn him into Zach Morris. He just grabbed her and did it too. Look, you see her eyes rolled up? She had a baby O right then there. Ew. Ew. What's she supposed to do? Flop it open like a fish? Yes. Ew. What's he doing? Breathing her essence. Why is she making squeaking? Uh, no! Uh, this makes me want to throw empty bottles at train tracks. That's 
oddly specific. Am I wrong? No? Wow. That was an emotion I don't know if it's ever been evoked before. We calling this quits? Yes. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch.